Hello and welcome to a pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I'll be your storyteller for this game about living gods on the wrong side of the law. Joining me for this game is... Hey there guys, my name is Tyler, my pronouns are he, him, I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-aspected street exorcist. Hi everybody, my name's Christina, I will be playing Elion. My pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. They are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and my pronouns are she and her. I play a wood-aspect named Rush Ferris, who has a ferret familiar named Zeke. Together, they specialize in archery, larceny, and dance. Hi, I'm Michaela Sheher, and I'll be playing Tirali of House Regara, an Earth-aspected leader of a small military force known as the Tyrants who cooks the books for the gang. And this is Exalted, Like a Dragon-Blooded, Act 2, Sins of the Family. So, uh, Divine, uh, I know that you got to see the uh, the very early morning meeting between, well, you were awake for it, I guess, the very early morning meeting uh, between the Bilar siblings, or I'm sorry, between the Resh siblings. And you decided that you wanted to go off gambling, which, you know, works pretty well because you are one of the owners and proprietors of uh, one of the biggest gambling uh Places in Shiroskiro. I didn't know it got that big. It's, uh, I mean, it it is fairly sizable. It is you. You've been kind of running this for about a year now. I don't want to like underplay your efforts, but uh, it 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 is growing in reputation. Fair, fair enough. Uh, it it is enough that um, yeah, it, it it's growing in reputation. I'll give you that. While that the the while that part of your crew is out doing uh, actually, real good question. Um, do do you know about the plan to go and find this this uh this gift for Ferris from her from her dead older brother? Or I I assume that. Everyone is going to be in some way made aware of it, but I wasn't sure that you knew about it in character right now. I think I do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she told me. You were at the tower. Why wouldn't they have told you? Yeah. Okay. So you know what that your plan is for later in the day. So right now you're enjoying yourself at the... Bountiful bear. No. Shaved Yetum? Yeah, shaved Yetum. Okay. It's Cordial Crane, Shaved Yetum. Uh, Ox Dragon Inn. Ox Dragon Inn, yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the Cordial Crane used to be the Bountiful Bear. Yeah. You are hanging out at the Shaved Yetum. The tables are full from uh, both... 
people who had been conscripted into the Wild Hunt uh, and are staying at the Ox Dragon Inn, who are letting off a little bit of steam, as well as the crap tons of extra criminal element that is currently in town. The bar here is, uh, the drinks are flowing. The atmosphere is jovial, to say the least. It is very, uh, everyone here is having a good time. Even the criminals and the, uh, the conscripts are kind of uh, mingling and just kind of uh, talking, sharing stories. Uh, you, you know that some of the people here might have been f uh, on your side of things, like the criminal family uh, life. A, a good portion of them are, if not former realm, they are, they have tangential relations to the realm. So kind of like, you know, being able to talk to people and maybe every now and again get news of like your third or fourth cousin, like how that they're doing black back on the Blessed Isle is, uh, you know, it's it's just kind of the mood. Uh, whatever music that you hired for this place or ambient noise like is just kind of going. And where do you like where do you think that Divine like hangs out while that they're gambling empire lay, lays before them i guess like what what dramatic place is he is he in yeah divine is definitely a being the social butterfly and chameleon he is like he's not brooding in his upper floor office overlooking the pit like some uh some kingpin uh he's definitely in the pit Moving and shaking around, uh, making introductions, listening in on conversations, giving drinks to random people, just like, hey, uh, appreciate you spending money here, bud. How's your cousin over in the realm? Stuff like that. Yeah, that sounds good. That 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 definitely fits my view of divine, uh, as opposed to being the person who's like up on the second floor and like drumming on the uh the banister while they overlook their uh their kingdom swirling a manhattan mhm mm yeah no he's definitely out in the pit playing hostess with the mostess i would like you to make me just a like a blanket charisma and well it Whichever one that you feel is more appropriate, either charisma or manipulation, but one of those two and socialize and just let me know which one that you're using. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm going to use charisma because I'm not like I'm not prying information. I'm more just uh, being nice and seeing what falls into my lap. So I think charisma fits best. Yeah, if you're if you're going to do that, then charisma and socialize. Uh, I'll give you an extra two dice for kind of just helping describe the scene and everything with that. And then this is kind of like your this is going to be kind of like your your get for uh, kind of having your own scene on the side of like the information that you're going to kind of get from people. Yeah. Whether it's useful or not is going to kind of deter be determined by what you roll. All right. And do I. The you said the two cultures here are like Cheriskir and criminals and wild hunt conscripts. 
Yes, Wild Hunt conscripts and Cheerscuring criminals. All right. Uh, would have I been in the in the uh, pit for an hour? Yeah, it, it's your pit. I think that you would have absolutely been in there for an hour. This is kind of like this is kind of your uh, your scene for what that you kind of do for the day. Unless, of course, there's anything else you want to do before everybody else like meets back up. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. In that case, I get a specialty. <laughs> And I'm going to use loquacious courtier technique to add three successes. Okay. Nine successes. Okay. Wow. Holy shit. Nine successes. Is there any specific information that you are looking to acquire? uh, That like that divine is specifically looking to get out of this. Uh, regarding any of the plot lines that you are aware of? Uh, the biggest deal to him is following the money. So he'd be listening around and kind of prying on people that he knows works near the dock area where somebody might have, you know, rented out a warehouse recently because there's a lot of money that needs to be hidden. Or, uh, you know, somebody, a fixer that specializes in setting up safe houses around the area. Pretty much just listening in on people that I know keep track of things maybe better than uh, Divine necessarily does. Like, okay. he's got ears, but he don't have eyes. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm listening in for the folks with eyes. Okay. So to let you know about those specific things. Recently. The actual like port has been filled up with people who have been kind of stuck here since calibration, which is causing a lot of issues with the docks, especially since that someone, a na- a nameless, faceless benefactor, recently rented out a large quarter of uh of of the docks and the warehouses there. Um, and is, according to someone, uh, is paying in straight jade. You also know that there has been a sudden influx uh, of realm missives coming in, um, and you notice specifically a lot of them uh, with the symbol of House Regara on them. Divine, as someone who um, works very closely with a member of House, well, actually with two members of House Regara, or, or former members. Yeah. Um, you, I'm not even going to have you roll, roll for this. House Regara is the banking house of the realm. Yeah. The, uh, the Wild Hunt got racist with me. Trying to say I can't touch the white jade. You know that the guild has been making raids on uh, warehouses at the docks that are uh, th- thought to possibly be under the uh, the Tyranata clan's uh, control. Oh, that's spicy. Very spicy. Uh, most of most of the raids have been unsuccessful uh, in the case of when there has been something there of value, but most of them have found nothing. Well, yeah, because we're broke. We should try raiding a different clan's warehouse. Besides that, 
there are a couple of other things that you hear. From a couple of the local Veneef merchants that are here, you hear that they are having more trouble getting uh, getting out to the west. Um, not uh, specifically past a uh, specifically past a uh, archipelago uh, out there that seems to have within the last six months have been raised from uh, basically raised from the sea. Uh, and it looks like that it uh, it has kind of a uh, lot of magical shit going on there. Uh, the, the the specific reports that you that you hear is that there is an island with no bay and no port that is nothing but orichalcum. Bruh. Um, Lintha are still being a massive pain in the ass and a problem. Um, there was a rumor that during calibration, uh, one of them might have tried to summon their god into existence. Or that they're Yozy into existence. And that's what the people are blaming on the eclipse. Dope. Lintha are always fun to beat up. Oh, yeah. And besides that, um, there have been higher than average reports of demons. Not anathema, you know, the blanket term for demon, fae, abyssal, ghost, solar, lunar, yada, yada. Specifically demons. Weird how that works. Right? I have to go play some, uh, play some dice. Yeah, speaking of playing dice, well, maybe not exactly playing dice, but I would like you to give me one more roll, if you would. Yeah, man, one more roll. Uh, intelligence and bureaucracy. Uh, this dice roll is to signify how well that you've been helping run the businesses over the last couple of months, since I don't think that we ever really did that before. So I want to kind of see what that, since we've had a quite a bit of downtime, I want to see how much, if any, that uh, you've grown. Nope. I don't have a specialty, so I can only spend four moats on my bureaucracy charm. Yeah, because I've got five dots in bureaucracy, so I can spend up to Five notes. But let me guess, guess. the bureaucracy charm is uh, gives auto successes. Uh, gives auto successes and reroll sixes. Oh shit! Like it's kind of dumb. Eight successes. Holy shit! Okay, Cody, I'm gonna give you an option. Eight successes for essentially the equivalent of working here and doing stuff for six months. I'm going to give you an option. You can either, without spending XP, up your resources one dot, or you can take that dot of resources and turn it into a dot of wealth that's distributed throughout the family. Basically, you can have your own personal resources go up, or you can kind of alleviate the, oh my god, all, all of us are fucking broke problem. 
You know, I was getting real spicy with the what's this? All of us are broken. And they're like, yeah, it's your money, too. I should make it my own dot. But no, uh, wealth is wealth is where he would put it, because the way divine sees it, it's not his businesses. It's the family businesses that he's running. Okay, heard, heard. Um, since that you are putting that towards that, I'm going to, uh, once we're done with this, I'm going to update the family, my, my little notes on the family to say that they have enough to get by for a bit now. Um, I will let you know, since that you have been doing that, the money that you made for everything, at the end of the night, every night, without fail, whatever money that you have deemed is the family's cut disappears at night. Uh-huh. It is gone. You do not know where that it goes. The money just simply vanishes at night. Hmm. Now, granted, this would be a process that would be going on for multiple months, which is why that I was asking about that before. And basically, you would have been informed by now that the family has ways of getting their cut. Right. Okay, so it's disappearing from me. It's not like, oh, it's going into the family vault and then disappearing from there. Correct. Okay. That that makes more sense. Like, man, you just talked about me giving them a dot of wealth, and then you just made it disappear. Now, that makes more sense. This is absolutely actually giving them a dot of wealth again. Gotcha. Okay. Then I won't look up uh, my charms to try to find a way to track it. I'll just be like, yeah, uh, live and let be. As long as somebody's, uh, as long as it makes it to the vault. After a long enough time being down on the pit and doing your, uh, doing your rounds and everything, at some point, you're probably at the bar or you're hanging out with someone and a uh, a young man comes to sit down uh, next to you. He looks over. Hey, are you, uh, you Amalar Divine? Depends on who's asking. Listen, man, I'm not here for any trouble. I'm a... I'm a... I'm a servant of the Amalar family. Your uh, your grandmother's hoping for a uh, for an expedient response. Oh, yeah, that thing that uh, that June was telling me about. Yeah, that yeah, he he must have just gotten to you not too long ago. Yeah, he uh, we figured that he wasn't coming back. What was all like not being allowed and look shy anymore. But, you know, we did pass message on to him. What with him being a sorcerer and able to receive them messages. I will be returning to the Genties uh, as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> That's funny. You know, what with you actually being a dragon blood and it all. So, uh, what with you not exactly being a human, when would that be? I have contractual obligations that are currently keeping me in the city. A uh, business that needs wrapped up. Uh, 
thieves that need weeded out. As soon as I finish that, uh, I can make it. Give me kind of the chokes on the word home. So you're gonna, as soon as it, whatever business is keeping you stuck in the city is done, you're gonna be heading back home then. Yeah. Yeah. He extends his hand to you. I walk away. He just like get up and nod to him and leave. As you're walking away, I guess to get out of sight of this guy, over the roar of the crowd, you can hear him yell, You know, your grandmother's going to be rat pissed that you ain't coming back. Break her, break her old heart. Why don't you, Divine? I'll be there. I just ain't decided who I'm bringing with me. He nods and orders a drink and uh, is just kind of there making his presence known to you for the rest of the day so that you can't really escape your looming family responsibilities. Speaking of family responsibilities, earlier in the day, I believe that Tarali was uh, one of the only people who got a good night's sleep. Considering the size of the tyrants and what would be needed for uh, their housing uh, I am and uh, training grounds and everything. I imagine that you all are probably situated just outside of the city, out on the plains, where that you can more easily have archery training or, uh, you know, not accidentally hit a stray person by accident. Yes, by accident. Does Tarali wake up with the uh, with the sun to start uh, training, or, or well, I guess going through drills with a uh, with her company, or does she like to sleep in a little bit? The commands, hard work, and exercise is what gets the sun up. We are out there before dawn. Ooh, understood. So, with your pre-dawn workout done, and everyone resting for breakfast and everything, uh, you are approached by your uh, second-in-command, Regara Vinali. Uh, one of your cousins uh, from the realm who uh, came with you. He's uh he's an older gentleman. Uh he has seen many uh skirmishes. Uh he used to be in charge of a uh he used to be uh in charge of a talon back when that you all were uh more realm aligned. I believe that that's about 10 to 20 men. Uh so he was in charge of a decent amount of people before that you all decided to make the tyrants. He came with you kind of as an advisor and also potentially from, you know, your family as kind of let's keep an eye on what's going on. And he approaches and sits down with you for breakfast and uh, 
<laughs> Cousin. So, did you make any good uh, resolutions for this for uh, this calibration? Just to stay on top of my game and continue to grow stronger. Oh, oh, would that I could do the same. And as I mentioned before, he is quite a bit older than you uh, and also notably mortal. So, like, he's he's probably a guy who looks in probably like his mid to late 40s. Uh, he's still. He's still in fighting shape, but there's definitely. As it, he pats his uh, his loose fitting armor, he kind of like pats at a uh, a forming belly on him. <laughs> Would that I could do the same, cousin. So, not to sound so uh, not not to sound ungrateful for what that you've done for well the rest of all of us here, myself included. How do you feel about the and he kind of gestures towards Chiroscuro the clan that we've uh, signed up with now? You said what did I think of them? Yes. Uh, they seem to be a good uh, in a relative term lot. Ah, so less of the politicking and infighting back on the Blessed Isle that we may have been used to. They definitely seem loyal to their group and, and good in that way, which, as you know, is very important. Loyalty to one's family is one of the highest things that we are taught in, uh, in primary school. Why do you ask? Well, it's been almost half a year since that we joined up with them after they helped break us out of uh, the Atonement. I figured that by this point, our uh, our debt to them is more or less paid. If you wanted to, Commander, we could move on and do something else. Well, as we both know... I never felt particularly indebted uh, as the prison was wonderful housing, uh, free lodging. <laughs> but I feel like being here has served a good purpose. I didn't join out of obligation or indebtedness. Um, it, it felt right to do something on my own outside of Regara, now that I could be free to do so. <laughs> Fantastic. I was, I was wondering exactly where that you're, uh, where, where that you were guiding us. And I can say for certain that this is, this is a choice that while that we were still on the aisle that I did not see coming, but I think that it's it's going to be for the best for all of us. Plus, their recruitment parameters for this uh, this criminal endeavor, the the clans and what have you, do tend to align very well with the people that you like to recruit as well. You know, 
those that fall between the cracks. Yes, I've noticed there's been a few who seem to have kind of meandered into our ranks. Um, and I'm fine with that. That It works well. He nods and continues eating for a little bit. I'm glad to hear it. It's good to know that we might have a new place to call home and a new family. Though, I do pose a hypothetical, if you don't mind. Just as any good commander should think of all the strategies before them, what would you do if we could find a way for House Regar to forgive transgressions and let us back in? I think we both know that wouldn't be realistically possible. Um outside of an extremely uh, unusual turn of events. Uh, Unfortunately, things were brought to light and the family made the choice that they had to do for themselves. Um, And I'm okay with that. So I don't think anything would change. But, you know, ultimately I still have loyalty and love for the family. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. You can't turn your back on family. You can, well, you can despise them sometimes, but you really shouldn't turn your back on them all the time, especially not House Regara. Very poor choice of things to do to, uh, to turn your back on them. But since we're here, May as well make the best of it, after all. I'm definitely able to get a better tan here than in the Blessed Isle. <laughs> he kind of pats his, pats his legs and, like, starts eating again. Um, as it, everything kind of goes on, just a little bit after breakfast time, a runner uh, bearing the... Uh, Bearing basically a uh, a message from the uh, from 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 the headquarters. Uh, this guy kind of comes running in, and he's just like, huh, huh, huh. "Oh man!" Like sweat dripping from his face, and he's just like, "Regara, it's Raleigh. Message for you from uh the 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 headquarters." You should probably do a few more laps so the next time you won't be so winded, but thank you for the message. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, do my best. And he kind of like just squats down. And when that you open up the letter, um, it is a very quickly penned letter basically informing you of the intent to go Explore the underside of Chiroscuro for a better lack of a term. Uh, basically, getting you on board with where the, the whole crew's going to meet up. Since I don't think that you would have been keen to that information. Marvelous and wonderful timing. <laughs> right? I was just going to say, well, Benali, it looks like we have uh, places to be and things to do. 
<laughs> yes, so it seems. Uh, so my question for you, Michaela, um, you guys are going to be uh, after this a uh, little bit going on an adventure. Are you going to bring anyone with you? A small contingent of the tyrants? Um, Vanali, who does not currently have a character sheet, but I can probably make up one for Heroic Mortal in like a week or so. Asking any NPCs that you know that are coming along. Um, is there anyone that you want to uh, do that for? And obviously, I think the same should apply to uh, Divine as well. With the recent uptick of riffraff and outsiders in town, I feel like I'd probably travel with a small group. Obviously, Vanali will just stay behind. He'll be my second command to keep everybody else in line and working and uh, doing the general security things that we do for the family. Um, but I would probably take... Uh, Brigadier General Vitali, uh, and her one of her talents that she is in charge with. So approximately a hundred and twenty something men, hundred twenty, hundred thirty ish. Okay, that is quite a lot of people to be going down into the under the underside of Chiroscuro. Not a not a bad thing, by the way. Uh, to let you know, um, the underside of Chiroscuro is heavily unexplored outside of the Undermarket. And sometimes people just go missing there because it's a city that's built on top of a bunch of first stage ruins. Good, so we'll have a nice sweet team. Right. So you are going to be taking, uh, br you said Brigadier General Vitali? with you as well as their command or is that Vanali that you took because I, I think that we have a lot of names that are very similar now uh so it is Vitali. so second in command is Vanali. he is staying behind below him is three cousins Manali Lasali and Vitali. the three cousins and I assume that none of them are exalted in any kind. They are not. Okay. Good to know for now. Uh, is there anything else that you want to do before, I guess, getting your people uh, ready to go on this expedition? Uh, kind of a, a weird one, actually. So... Charlie would send one person out on kind of a, a secret mission. She's already copied some things down and made some notes, but she has a, an anathema book in her possession that came to be a couple of episodes ago that she's going to send off uh, in secret um, and send that out. But other than that, uh, she just gets her command in order. How long... Do we? How long do we plan on being uh, underground? That's a good question to work out between all of you. Dope. Uh, the reason the reason I ask is I want to communicate with uh, June to 
that I will pay him a hefty reward if he comes and finds me after if I don't get back with him after X number of days that we should be gone. AKA if we get into trouble, I will pay June and the boys to show up and get us out of trouble. Okay. How many days do you want that to be? Uh, how many days are we planning on staying going guys? Shouldn't be any longer than a week, right? Yeah, I figured a week should be fine. Yeah, so if we uh, if I don't uh, make contact with June in a week, I'll give him a good little payment for uh, finding us. Uh, to answer your question, Britt, uh, it is not uncommon to have siblings with uh, rhyming names. Also, they're not siblings. They're cousins. Okay, so there is one last thing to do before that we can get going. Before that we can get on to the adventure proper that uh, I've been hinting at for, well, since Britt took Artifact 5. Technically the start of Act 2 for anyone actually listening to this in the order that I'm actually recording it. And that specific thing is setting the ghost of Resh Balar to rest. Now, my question is, you guys do have kind of a monk with you. Do you want him to do it? Or do you guys want to just kind of leave that up to the family to handle? I said I don't really have a preference. Is it possible to walk somebody through the basic rights of uh, setting a spirit to rest? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Uh, it's actually fairly easy. Then I'm making, I'm making uh, Brit do it. Oh shit! Yep. That's a uh, that's a choice, considering that uh, Brit is currently uh, basically kill on sight. Or capture on site. Figure it out. It's a respect thing. It's family. Nothing stronger than family. Oh boy, we're going. Uh, we're going loud. Is that what this is? Stealing a body isn't that hard. We don't have to steal it. We're allowed to have it after the investigation's done. Yeah, but Brick isn't allowed to be there. Yeah. To let you know, uh, because Ricky is an ex-monk or was taught in the ways, he knows the ways of of spirits and such. Um, The process of, well, putting someone to rest is literally cremating their body. Um, Usually the the more respect that they're given, the the better chance that they're... uh, spirit has to pass on into uh into leth and then to reincarnate so long as that body remains the chance of the spirit becoming a hungry ghost increases exponentially like every day that goes by and i cannot stress to you enough how how much you do not want a hungry ghost around we're just kind of there already, and is is Ferris allowed to be with us? 
Um, so where do you guys want to do it? Uh, do you invite other people? What is the, uh, I'm going to kind of ceremony director this and ask the family who the family wants to be there. I think it'd be respectful to have, uh, Falar. Yep. Falar there. Um, but I'm going to leave it up to Brit. What if we build them a, a uh, funeral pyre on top of our glass skyscraper? Then anybody who wants can be there. And, you know, Ferris is in a safe place while uh, laying her brother to rest. That, uh, that, that would work. If you guys are keeping the invite list uh, small and to the people that you can trust not to uh, abscond with Ferris, then, yeah, that would work. Uh, the next question is, where are you guys doing it? On top of our skyscraper. That is rather conspicuous. Yeah. I mean... It's not a, it's not a crime to cremate a body. I think it should be someplace that uh, meant a lot to Bolar. Well, for something like that, you guys would probably have to travel uh, multiple months to the northeast to uh, to Great Forks. It will still be fresh. A few flies, you know, some bare bones showing, some some rot, but you know. <laughs> no, I went like in town. I guess the top of the skyscraper is fine if you look cool with it, but I don't know. Top of the skyscraper, outside outside of the city. Uh, we're not Any? allowed to leave the city, remember? Oh, I'll say we still can't leave the city. Yeah, we can't. Fuck that. He's yeah, the guy who us. said we can't leave the city is dead. Also, fuck that. He's our boss. He can, we, we go where we want if we want to bury him. Cody is right that the person that told you all not to leave the city is currently dead. So, you know, follow those orders at your own discretion. Didn't his ghost also say to, like, not leave and, like, be safe or something like that? Something like that. Well, that's a ghost. You can't trust ghosts. Go ahead. Tell Ferris she can't trust her ghost brother. Go right ahead. So, somewhere pick a place. Somewhere pick a place. Somewhere, someone pick a place. Honestly, I think the top of our tower would probably be best. Because we're up at high, so people at ground level won't see me and only invite people that we 100% trust or can detain easily if they try something. Yeah, sure. But I mean it like detain easily because apparently Minami's not easy to detain when he's attacking me. Minami is exalted now. He is not easy to detain. (laughs) The man has a character sheet. You can't just detain him. I know. Watch me. But I fucking can. <laughs> Only you can because he promised to give you free food for life. Yeah. Anyway, so top of the... Now, I want to be clear to everyone. I'm not telling Ferris until we get up there that she's doing it. Okay. Dropping it on you. Ambush. I need to figure out how Ferris would react to that. that. That's a lot that you're going to just drop on her. Okay, but here's the thought process, though. I'm not just being an asshole. Maybe I'm out of character, but in character, I'm not. Uh, if you if you have to, like Brendan just said, 
the amount of like impact and respect and detail you put into it is the key thing to getting someone to not come to get to where they need to be going. And only you can do that. I can't do it as well as you could. Fair. You all have decided on the place to put uh, the body to rest uh, while giving Ferris the proper ability to grieve uh, because, you know, a random tyrant just starting bawling at the loss of this person that they never knew uh, would definitely draw suspicion. So you all have decided to have the funeral pyre atop the atop the skyscraper uh, to note yours is the second tallest uh, skyscraper in Chiaroscuro. Um, the only one that is taller is one of the few complete ones uh, that is uh, owned uh, by the Delzin Tricon, the leader of Chiaroscuro. Uh, acquiring a room in there is next to impossible. It is mostly used for uh, family matters, so to speak. But at the top of your building, there is uh, basically like an open air area. And a small, uh, a small place where that you could have had this set up. Um, I, I assume that with the information and everything that y Ricky has probably like talked to people and kind of like gotten things moving, kind of grease the wheels, and so that we can just kind of get right into it. Yeah, probably. So, you guys head up to the top. Um, besides Resh Fular, the, uh, the twin to the now dead tyrant of the Tyranata clan and people from your family, are there any other notable NPCs that you all invite? Uh, I assume that you guys' boss, uh, Goesitara Sorrow is invited and anyone from your family is invited because, you know, they're... They're kind of in on the deal of, hey, let's not turn Ferris in. If Manami promises not to murder me, you guys can invite him. Mm. I think Manami should go. I can keep him. I can keep him on a leash. Yeah, I feel like Ash and Mountain should get an invite. Has Mountain even met the big rush? Yeah, at the big meeting where we found out we were broke. That's, that's true. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm I just think Manami should be there. Manami, Mountain, uh, anyone else from the Baronado family? Like the big wig there or anyone else? Alright, here's the question. Is Ferris going to be disguised during this this whole thing or not? I don't believe that she is. All right. Less is going to be better than more. Did uh, Balar have any notable uh, cohorts or relationships? That Ferris is aware of, um, besides the people that you guys have already mentioned, uh, specifically Ferris and Ferris's sister, none that you're super aware of besides the other captains, like uh, Goisitar Saro, Baronado Jalin, uh, 
But like he wasn't married or anything. Um No, he was not married. Okay, so then Minami, Mountain, the rest of you guys' stuff, and then uh so you guys all go up there. At some point, everyone goes up. Everyone and the NPCs get up there, and those who are not of uh, your specific family are informed of what's going on and are let known that this is basically like, yo, we are putting whatever beef that we have like aside. We are we are making sure that our bosses spirit is laid to rest and if you cannot agree to those terms like there will be trouble yes uh to to let you know uh chris yes that is exactly it the two people from outside of the clan who are going well three people from outside of uh y'all's family who are going to be there have basically been informed like you are not to mess with ferris this is there will be trouble if you do and they have agreed to those terms. You all take the elevator up there, where that uh, a funeral pyre, a smallish one, has been set up with Resh Bilar's dead body on top of. Uh, Ricky kind of steps forward. He's maybe a bit more put together than normal. Um, no, like... No fresh bruises or anything from scrapping out the streets or anything. He's kind of kept, you know. And he turns to everyone present and says, Rushbala, you're a pretty good guy. I think uh, a friend to us all in one way or another. And I think uh, for the sake of his memory and for, for any future dealings with this, with the soul, I think he needs to be interred, rather, disposed of in a way that is befitting, respectful, kind, and knowing. And I do not think that I myself can provide that to the fullest extent. So I ask uh, who who he is uh, continued on by uh, his sister, his sister, Rush Ferris to come and say some words as I guide her through the the act of uh, final rest. So if we're going off of Ricky just kind of throwing this on Ferris, he would probably uh, first of all of her like doing it herself? I'll guide you through it, but pretty much. I, I would have probably told you on the way there. Okay. Um, she would still look surprised and like she wasn't quite prepared for this. She would, you know, walk up near the body and just just look at him or between Bilar and Philar. She wouldn't look at anyone else. Um, she would just kind of glance between the two of them and she would talk very highly of her brother tell a few stories of when they were younger um talk about how much she looked up to him say a few more comforting words towards Falar but like about Bilar 
and then uh, would allow Ricky to kind of walk her through the process. Um, she is definitely got tears rolling down her face, but still trying to like hold her head up and kind of give a motion, a, a notion of I'm okay, but not really. If you know her. After that, uh, if, I, if I may get a little uh, theatrical with it, Brendan. By all means, I am always here for the drama. Ricky has like a small little stack of, uh, it seems like a quickly burning tender. It's like like a fluffy, fluffy looking type of like kindling. As well as a, what's basically a, a, a torch. But it's very ornamental and there's, there's bits of copper and very, very respectful and fitting looking. And he kind of uh, simply, uh, you know how as one would blow on embers to kind of stoke a fire? He does that to this kindling that is unlit and it slowly catches, it, but then very quickly becomes a gently uh, crackling flame. And he takes it in his hand and kind of just like shakes it and blows on it some more as on wood to start uh, a, a fire and clamps it around the the torch that sticks to it. it has like some tar on the end it just catches and he in a grand swooping motion like kind of takes a ceremonial step towards uh ferris and arcs it across the the air the the, the open air of the top of the uh skyscraper and holds it kind of by the handle in one hand and kind of on top of his hand in the other, like like a sword, and he calmly bows and pre- presents it to Ferris. You got this, kid. You'll be out. And hand it to her. And with that, she would just kind of you you handed her the the kindling, right, to like lay it on the body. Yeah, it's it's on a torch, so it's effectively a torch that I'm handing you. Okay, so with that, she'll, you know, nod, say thank you. She'll probably have, like, beckon Falar over and have them both put their hands on the torch to light it. And she would whisper goodbye to, um, as she and Falar put the torch down. As you and your older sister put the torch uh, and you whisper goodbye. Uh, she kind of does the same thing. Face uh, the rest of the other people there. Uh, the matriarch sorrow is keeping a straight face, but it looks pained. Mountain is sitting down and like hugging his large knees, and is just kind of bawling into. Uh, into his arms and Manami is looking guilty, upset, stressed. He is kind of, he, he did kind of have a problem uh, that he did kind of cause some problems for you not too long ago. And as that you guys set fire to this pyre, did you say anything about how Sorrow is acting? 
Uh, yes, she is uh, trying to keep it together. Got it. Okay, I'm just kind of keeping an eye on everybody. And as you guys set fire to this pyre and the body is consumed, any trinkets or little bits and baubles or offerings to the dead that you want to have thrown onto the pyre to send him off into the afterlife would go on there. And in that process, as that the smoke billows up towards the sky of Chiroscura, there is the soft sigh of release from the spirit of Reshbalar. As those of you who look skyward can for but a moment see the calm smile, the calm but strong smile of the latest tyrant of the Tyranata clan. And as that it looks down upon those who helped him pass on, he kind of disappears into the uh into the into the wind of Chiroscuro, like so many clouds and dust before him, as the spirit is sent off towards the underworld and towards Leth. Uh in a Final act of uh, solidarity. Uh, Divine's going to pretty much spend the rest of the night uh, using his uh, minor control of the winds to keep the pyre burning as high and bright as he can until the uh, sun comes up. For those of you who saw the ghost of Reshbalar the other night, it is haunting to see him yet again so soon. He is just as you saw him not a few hours ago, but there's something off about it. You're seeing a ghost, and whatever you saw last night, Maybe it was just how dark it was. But whatever you saw last night is much, mu- was much, much more solid. I mean, I was able to grapple it, so. Which is, which is not something you should be able to do without certain occult charms. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the good word out about the work we put into this show. If you wanted to ask us any questions, you can contact us through Twitter at a pair of dice lost or email at a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Dragon Dance by Raphael Crux, used under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did. So have some stunt dice. When did we get Yeehaw? <laughs> this guy's been Yeehaw. I didn't pick up on the Yeehaw at first. We was always Yeehaw, son. <laughs> so, I'm going to really quickly look up the command background 
and see what that that would be. Let's see. Two dances. Oh my god, why? I love this game sometimes. You know what? I will figure out exactly what size of command that that is going to be. I thought this was going to be a much quicker lookup. I will figure that out when we offload. This is like, at command, it's C pages 205 to 211. And I'm like, uh, why you do this to me? Glass Wasp Mountain is like three weeks to the east of you all. Yeah, the biosphere will be fresh by then. A few flowers, it'll be fine. Get some flies flying around, you know? Toss them off into Glass Wasp Lake. Yeah. Pretty sure Glass Wasp Lake was a was was a very was a quick travel portal to the Malpheus. Uh, question then, Brett, since that uh, well, you're over here, so I can actually just talk to you off mic. Um, do we want to stop for right now, and then I can talk to you about some stuff that you might want to say, or you can like practice stuff with me for like ten minutes while everyone goes and gets some water and stuff. Uh, yeah. Do we do we want to offload? Yeah, I would love to get some cough drops right now. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get Craig on out of here. I gave you a whole bag. They're downstairs. I have to go back downstairs. Is the other Resh sibling there? In town? Uh, I can't remember if he was or not. I don't believe that he is. Me and Britt were actually just talking about that. Like the regular. Resh yes. the regular. It yes, was we not were Resh. just talking about that. It was not Resh the regular. It is uh, Resh Norik. Oh, you didn't want to give him a name that matched mine? Uh, no. Because you're not twins. Oh, okay. Fair. But what about those cousins? Are you saying those cousins are triplets? Yeah, but that's a... That, that, that's a that's a house regara thing that's a realm thing you guys aren't realm uh okay i i'm not following but i'm following i'm just making it up as i go it was a gut dang wolf man <laughs> <laughs> uh for the record no it, it it obviously was not a ghost because if that you recall at the end of Act One, uh, Ricky laid down a bunch of salt lines and uh, occult stuff to keep ghosts and spirits outside of the building, unless, of course, they were invited in. There's no way that that was a ghost. I'd also like to point out, there was that time where we were all out and about in the middle of the day, and Ferris could have sworn she saw her brother in the crowd, and I bet you it was that motherfucker. But, on the other hand, to let you all know, if you hadn't put him to rest, there would have been a hungry ghost that was going to start causing problems. So you guys doing this is in fact the right thing to do. Good. 